presidential primary season could come closer to an effective end later this week after voters in South Carolina finish casting their votes on Saturday. Meanwhile, there is no end in sight for former President Trump's legal troubles or for the debate on Capitol Hill over continuing funding for Ukraine's defense. For more on all of this, we turn to our Politics Monday analysts, Amy Walter of the Cook Political Report with Amy Walter and Tamara Keith of NPR. Welcome to you both. So nice Thank to you. see you. Thanks for being here on the holiday. Um, Tam, let's talk about South Carolina. Um, Trump has a commanding 30-point lead, if you believe all the polls, over former U.N. ambassador and former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley. If she gets totally blown out of the water in her home state, uh, how, how does she go forward? She just proceeds forward without a mandate to proceed, uh, which has been her entire time in this primary. Um, you know, she says, we've got it down to the race I want. It's just me against Trump. And guess what? Uh, Republican primary voters seem to want Trump. Um, so she is saying that she's going to keep competing through Super Tuesday, at least. She's been out, to, and that's in early March, March 5th. She's been out to several of those states to hold events. She's also been holding a lot of events in South Carolina. Trump has held very few, um, but he may not need to, it turns out. Uh, so she can keep going as long as she has the money to keep going and as long as she's willing to sort of take what other, whatever political damage comes from losing yeah, a lot. That's the question. Is it political damage or is she positioning herself in a way that she can get something politically from doing this? Uh, you know, everybody something comes like in. What? Well, is she going to be a the voice? Uh, somebody wrote the other day, you can, the voice of I told you so <laughs> after the election. Mm. She's been saying over and over again on the campaign trail. He can't win. He Every time Trump has been on the ballot, he's lost. Our candidates have lost. And so if he does lose in 2024, people look to her and say, oh, right, she was the one who told us all along, and we will now look to her for other political advice going forward. That may not happen, but that's certainly one pathway. The other is you're hearing from folks from the wing of the party, some known as the anti-Trump wing, others in the former establishment wing, the sort of Reagan wing of the party, that she will continue to carry that torch going forward, that there will always be this element in the Republican Party of a strong interventionist, um, culturally but mostly fiscally conservative party, and that even though Trump is ascendant now, she will be the one carrying that piece of the party and their agenda forward in whatever form that takes. Theoretically, you could go forward and amass a bunch of delegates and then have some leverage going into a, con a party convention. But the way that the process works, South Carolina is one of these, it's a winner-take-all system. So right. even getting 40 percent of the vote gets you Nothing. zero. It's not right. like the Empty Democrats. Empty-handed. Yeah. I mean, do you think that that is her calculation here, that she, it just seems that, you, I understand the theory that you're describing. But it seems that the GOP is is not interested in having a principled Republican-esque critic in its midst. Certainly not. And just look at who uh, former President Trump wants to lead the Republican Party. He wants to get rid of uh, an RNC chairwoman who has been pretty darn loyal to him and replace him. This is Ronna McDaniel. And replace Ronna McDaniel with with. Uh, his daughter-in-law. His daughter-in-law, daughter with his own, with right. members of his own Laura family. Trump. Um, 
you know, the longer Nikki Haley stays in this primary, it's not that it helps her with the delegate math, but the longer she stays in, the more Trump's challenges, legal challenges, financial challenges, all of these issues, the longer they have to come to light. Now we know that there's a trial that will start in New York on March 25th, as long as it sticks. Um, he's had this big ruling against him, huge fines and fees that he has to pay. So she is able to more clearly make the argument she's been making all along, which is like, whoa, ho, is this really who right. we want to nominate? But then it still comes back to the same problem, in the Republican primary, the answer is still yes. yes. Right. Yeah, that's the right. primary voters have been crystal clear about that thus yeah. far. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. The, some of the legal troubles that that uh, Tim is bringing up, huge multi multi hundreds of millions of dollars, which could be a potential dent on his ability to spend money going forward. But also the Stormy Daniels case, the January sixth case potentially, maybe Georgia, maybe Mar-a-Lago and the right. classified documents. I know you're always reluctant to say that this will have an impact or not, but do you think that any of those cases could meaningfully change this election? Yeah, so it is a question that is going to get asked a lot throughout the entirety of this campaign. Right now, it feels like for so many voters, this is white noise. Even these judgments against Donald Trump have not gotten any sort of traction. It hasn't changed the math in the right. Republican primary, and it certainly hasn't changed it in the general election. So the question becomes, if there is a criminal, if there's criminal liability, he's found guilty in one of these cases you mentioned, the documents case or January 6th, is that going to change people's mind? I think what's going to be fascinating to watch is, first of all, how this question gets asked of voters. Right now, it's very hypothetical. And then if something does happen, do voters' opinions of it change over time? That the immediate reaction may be different from, as Tam pointed out, are we really going to do this um, once we get mm. to October or November, where you could see voters rallying behind Trump, maybe? You could also see them saying, no, I'm not going to vote for him, but then rally around him at, at the end. Um, this is also going to take an effort, I think, on the Biden campaign's part to make this part of the campaign, right? It's not just this event's going to happen and then organically voters are going to end up where they end up. The job of an opposition campaign is to make that certainly a centerpiece. Is Biden going to do that? Because he's thus far been reluctant to touch mm -hmm. Trump's legal woes when they've been obvious targets to shoot at. He has not. Biden has been reluctant personally. His campaign has also been extremely reluctant. Uh, they feel like the legal challenges that Trump has get a lot of attention. Uh, just think about he had there were dueling court hearings last week and and you know he got to hold court outside of the courthouse both before the the uh, trial date was set and then afterwards he's getting a lot of attention about this. For now at least, they think it's getting enough attention. They'd like voters to focus on what does this mean for them rather than what does this mean for Donald Trump. And they're struggling to get voters to actually focus on that. They're struggling with that message, but they're trying to figure out how to do it. Um, you know, I, I think that for Trump, these first cases on the calendar, if you look at it, uh, the the civil cases that and penalties that he's faced in New York, na the next case being the Stormy Daniels hush money slash campaign finance violation and, and uh, cooking the books, uh, or that's not the right phrase. But um, those cases are all in New York. He's done a fairly good mm -hmm. job of convincing definitely Republican voters, but even people who are not Republican voters, that 
These, these are New York City these liberals are New York, who hate me. Yes, these That's are New right. York City liberals who hate me. These cases shouldn't count against me. This is a this this is particularly a witch hunt. You you don't necessarily get to a case where voters haven't had <laughs> haven't been convinced of this. You don't get out of New York for quite some time in the calendar. Let's shift across the Atlantic for a second. Um, the Munich Security Conference just wrapped up this weekend. We just saw Nick's tremendous interview with the Polish foreign minister talking about this, this yearning for Europe to know where America stands. Yeah. Are we going to support Ukraine? Or are we not? That's I mean, right. they just lost a city to the Russians, theoretically, reportedly, because they ran out of ammunition. Um, what do you think comes out of that conference. We yeah. saw very dueling <laughs> they views. They did get dueling visions, quite clear dueling visions. You had the vice president there saying, we are standing with Ukraine. We do see this as essential, America's role here. Um, and then you saw somebody like J.D. Vance, the senator from Ohio, who was there basically as a Trump surrogate, we could say, who said in his remarks that, um, we, yes, we like Europe, we like NATO, but uh, don't see Putin as an existential threat to Europe. And that that is something, if you're a European, you probably do not like to hear that. And he basically said, we'll stay part of NATO, but we don't see that as important as we do other places in the world, especially the fight with China. I mean, lastly, Tim, do you see that the the, the Republican move away from supporting Ukraine, which used to be they were in lockstep with the Democrats, and right. now they are not. D does that hurt them in, in an election? Generally speaking, foreign policy is not what decides elections. Now, this could be the year where that changes, but it also could be the year where that doesn't change, where you continue the pattern where people think about their own lives, they look inward, they look to the United States, and they're not looking at foreign policy in that way. And unless Putin, something really does happen yes. <laughs> in Europe, and then that's a different calculation. Amy Walter and Tamara Keith, so nice to see you both. Great Thank you. Great to see you.